Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's out today. Ethan Hatcher from Saturday Night on the Circle in for Casey. We start the hour with more Donald Trump because, well, that's exactly what you people want. And Trump was in New Hampshire yesterday uh, having one of his usual big, very well-attended rallies. They are well-attended. Ethan, you ever been to a Trump rally? No. Well, you've got to go. Like there are certain things you have to do in life who years from now you will say, my goodness, I am so glad I did that. For me, it was going to the Rolling Stones concert on July the 4th, 2015 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It was expensive. It was time consuming. It was really hot and crowded. But wow, I'm glad I did it for you and anybody hearing my voice. Even if you aren't a Trump fan, you absolutely must go to a Trump rally for the atmosphere alone. Yeah, I, I had a friend who was an autograph hunter who w- went to a Trump rally and he shoved his book enough to get a, you know, somewhat scrawled, uh, illegible Donald Trump signature. Oh, yeah. So now I, w- I yeah. And I would be curious to see if they still do that. It used to be at the end of the Trump rally, he would skadoodle down off the stage and then would go into the pit area. There's usually a pit area between him and the people and he would sign mm-hmm. stuff. No, I don't know since he's become president or whatever, if he still does that. They might not let him. Yeah, that was my that was my point from a public safety perspective. But could they stop him? Donald Trump does what he wants. Well, yeah, you're, you're right. Um, but, he, you know, he may be so big, so busy now, whatever. Who knows? But anyway, uh, yes, everyone should absolutely go, whether you like the guy, load the guy, or any point in between. It is an experience to see the people there, the atmosphere there. And so we had another big one of those yesterday in New Hampshire, and he was talking uh, a lot about his lead. And look, one of the things I love about Trump is he, when he wants to be, He is funny, he is charming, he is charismatic, and he said here, his lead's so big, he's just one indictment away from winning. (laughs) When competent these people are, it's it's horrible. In the recent Rasmussen poll, we're up 44 points with Trump at 57, Ron DeSanctimonious at 13, and the rest of them down in single digits, really low. And in the morning consult that just came out, I wanted to see, because, you know, every time you get indicted, I like to check the polls, because (laughs) one more indictment that I think this election's over. One more. No, it's horrible. You get indicted for nothing. Can you imagine a guy? Let's indict my opponent. This, uh, this is a sick, this is a third, this becomes a third world country. The latest morning consult poll has us far ahead. We're at 59%, and the others are at like 12. One is at 12. I think that's the sanctimonious, but he's rapidly being caught by Ramishwamy. Who's good? No, no, Christie's, he's eating right now. He can't be bothered. What a stupid nickname. <laughs> Ramaswamy, who's good. <laughs> I'm really hoping um, that at some point uh, Ramaswamy passes DeSantis so Trump can turn on him because I just want to see him say that name over and over and over again. Ramaswamy? Yeah, who's good. <laughs> 
So I got a question for you, Rob. Yes. Why does Donald Trump think he can win the election? He says he's one indictment away from winning. And I, I mean, that's possible. He certainly got, uh, by all appearances, the uh, primary nomination in the bag. But why does he think he can win the general? Well, I think, ever. well, what's he going to do? Come out, Ethan, and go, I have no chance to win, but please vote. I he's mean, running on that premise. He's running on what premise, Ethan? That he has no chance to win. He's running on the premise that the elections are rigged, they are stolen, it's all an inside game, the election was taken from me, fake ballots will be printed, uh, ballot harvesting initiatives will be had, So you know, as they already were. So why does he think he can win? Why well, is it even he, possible? He, all Ethan, the elections, the well, election's just going to be stolen. Well, What's he, changed in four years? Ethan, every time we have this conversation, you manage to alienate more of our listeners, but we'll do it again <laughs> because I guess that's the little game you well, want to play. Does he, why does he think he could win? He, He's running on the premise that the elections are rigged. Ethan, there is a huge swath of this country that believes shenanigans took place. Very, re- They're not Alex Joneses of the world. A normal person would look at what happened in places like Pennsylvania and say that is a complete pile of crap. Sure, there were shenanigans that took place. I believe a few Trump voters have been uh, uh, Ethan, uh, convicted if of you're federal go- election If you're going to do this, you need to let me finish because okay. you keep interrupting. There's a huge portion of this country, and this is what everybody inside this establishment is missing right now, that there are tens of millions of people. They are normal people. There are people who go to work every day. There are people who pay their taxes every day. There are people who very easily exist in society and respected members of society who believe, as a common sense person would, that if single solitary elected officials it happened here in indiana too if you remember where holcomb and connie lawson just waltzed out and said hey election day has been changed if you just say even worse not only changing election day like they did here well now we're just going to throw ballots at people and hope they come to the right people the post office at this point ethan is so hard up for people they are con there's photographic evidence now i got a photo from somebody the other day they're contracting with third-party people who aren't even wearing post office uniforms at this point. You have no idea in some cases who is actually dropping stuff off or taking stuff from your house. You're going to tell me that you think a mass mailing of ballots to who knows who isn't set up in a state where 15 to 20,000 votes make all the difference? The average person looks at that and says, that is complete crap. Now, you have two options with this. You can either accept and say, well, that's it. We're done as a country. Or you can stand and fight. Does Trump spend too much time on 2020? Yes, Ethan, he does. However, that's his prerogative. It is his prerogative to be unproductive. But don't act like there's not a huge portion of this country, and most of it is rooted in common sense, logical thought, that if individuals, such as a governor or a secretary of state, and it, all, and it happens in these swing states where ten to 15,000 votes make all the difference, well, voila, the votes flip in the middle of the night. That doesn't make you some fringe lunatic outside the mainstream of society. So are you saying that this was a one-time only COVID-19 thing? It's kind of like a get-out-of-jail-free card. That's uh, the rig-the-election card, and once we played it, it goes back into the community chest to be drawn again at a later date? No, I think what Trump is saying is that in places like Pennsylvania, where now they have just instituted that be- as the way they're doing business— We've got to stand but it was and because fight. because of the COVID-19 pandemic, right? That they made these last-minute election law changes, which manifested as rigging the election. That's that's the premise we're going on. Right, which, is, which I, if, just, if, if, you, if you go back and you listen to what – one of the major things about 
the certification of the election was the Senate in Pennsylvania, which is controlled by Republicans, were literally waving their arms going, we control this state and we are objecting to this. The lawmakers. Now, unlike here in Indiana, where the Republican supermajorities just rolled over and played dead for Eric the Red because they don't have any cojones to ever stand up to this guy. In Pennsylvania, where the Democrat governor and secretary of state just changed the rules in the middle of the game. That's why it's so ludicrous that people are like, well, you you were trying to enact insurrection if you objected the election. The legislature in Pennsylvania was waving their arms, Ethan, going, hey, wait a second. This isn't right. We have no no institutional control over these ballots being counted what about the trump lawsuits what came of those in in a court of law even your multiple states you're, you're, that he filed you're, in. you're right and you can either believe that someone like sam alito who said there's major issues with the election is a complete crackpot i don't think people think that he's one of the most brilliant legal minds in the country what about his, brett kavanaugh his, co- Neil his, his colleagues do not agree with him that's fine ethan but the supreme court does stuff all, the who, supreme court who appointed them again ethan i'm gonna tell you one more time let me finish you're going to bring this up. You're going to say this stuff, which pisses off a huge portion of our audience. I'm going to push back because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. There's The Supreme Court gets stuff wrong all the time. Obamacare, John Roberts said literally, well, it's a tax when the government said it's not a tax. The Supreme Court gets things right. They get things wrong. This is America. You are allowed to object to the election. You are allowed to say the election was wrong. You're allowed to say the election was stolen. Do I think it's right that he spends that much time on it? No. However, it does not make him a criminal. It does not make him a tyrant. It does not make him anything other than an American who has a right to object to the election. And there is a millions and millions of people who agree with him. And I'm so sick of him and everybody else being treated like some sort of crackpot lunatic for pointing out the obvious. Well, I've never said he was a criminal for claiming those things. Not you're once. sitting here right now, Ethan, and I you do this every time. I didn't say he was criminal. Ethan, you do this every time you're on this show. You act like he and the people who believe this which is a big portion of this country, 75 million people voted for the guy, and a whole bunch of those people, poll after poll after poll, say that they agree with the obvious, which is when you just arbitrarily change the rules and throw ballots at people, and you have no idea who gets them, who fills them out, who brings them back, that that is ripe for fraud. You are being totally dismissive of millions of millions of people, and that's your right to do that as a broadcaster. That's your right to do that as a citizen. But I am done with this on this show. I'm done with you doing this and treating people like they're crackpots. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to get more into Trump's rally. We're going to talk about Matt Ryan, the former quarterback of the Colts. Uh, he's very upset about his time here in Indianapolis. Voicemails and more. It's Kendall Casey Show, 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall Casey Show, 93 WIBC. I'm Rob. Ethan Hatcher's in for Casey today. Kev's here. Took a little detour last segment, but I'm going to get to the rest of these clips today. Because gosh darn it, Trump is really entertaining and you people want to hear from him. So he was in New Hampshire yesterday. Big rally. uh, And look, it'll bear it out in the election. We'll see what happens. But he claims, and I don't know if he's wrong. And and we'll play this clip, Ethan, and then I will get your opinion on this. He says he has more support in 2024 than he did in 2016 and 2020. It's so sad. I mean, these people are just horrible. They're horrible. You know, I told somebody on the way up today, I told Brian, I told a few of the guys. So we did great in 2016. We actually did much better. As you know, we got millions more votes in 2020. The election was rigged. But but. There is more enthusiasm today than we ever had in 2016 or 2020. And the reason is because these people are so corrupt and they're so 
horrible. They're so incompetent. I don't think he's wrong. I think there's a lot of people who hate Donald Trump more than they hated him in 2016. And I think there's a lot of people who hate Donald Trump a lot more than they hated him in 2020. But I think there's a lot of people who every single day wake up and see what's happening to this country at all levels and say, you know what? I'm sick of this crap. Yeah. And this is the guy, whether he's a goof or he's crazy or he or acts crazy or says things that we look at and go, ah, oh, man, I just wish you didn't say that. That's not helping anything. I think there's more people that by the day wake up and say, you know what? He may not be the best messenger, but he's the messenger and we're going with him. Sure. To the extent that people were disgruntled with the results of the 2020 election, I think the added indictments, the you know 70 uh, felony charges against him are gasoline on the fire. They've had an inverse effect, which leads me and has led me in the past to believe Democrats want him to be the Republican nominee. This is the long game because they believe he can be defeated in the general election, whether that comes to bear out remains to be seen and he could well gain the added support because of how the uh, Department of Justice has been manipulated to target Trump unfairly compared to others. I want to play one other clip and then I want to I want to talk about what this Trump thing is about because one of the reasons I've done a lot of thinking the past couple days and you know we've talked about coming back to Trump and saying hey we're going to vote for Trump because he's the most entertaining but there there's more to it than that I want to play this one one clip before we do that though and uh the big question is whether Trump will participate in the debate and ever the showman he leaves it up to the crowd <laughs> they're all saying is he going to go into the debate and I say I don't know if you're leading by 50 and 60 and 70 points do you do that or not I don't know should I okay you ready poll we take a free poll should I do the debate something else you know see some people say yes but they hate to say it because it doesn't make sense to do it if you're leading by so much but they like it for entertainment value because they're selfish they're selfish all right all right uh let's say a couple things first that donald trump is not in terms of the physical person donald trump and the way he carries himself and the way he presents himself in his campaign is probably not the best person in a 50 state election with an electoral college where certain states matter based on those electoral votes and the closeness of the states to be the face of a movement. And I think we would be disingenuous after all the things we've said on this show to say, oh yes, Donald Trump is absolutely the best person to carry the banner. He is deeply offensive to some people. He is oftentimes needlessly deeply offensive to some people. He regularly will say and do things that inflict wounds and damage to himself that don't benefit. There is no upside and only downside, and he chooses to embark on ventures that do not produce an upside and only a downside. We would be... We would be remiss if we did if I if I didn't acknowledge that before about what what I'm about to say. But the reason I think Trump is the best person at this point, and we joke a lot about, oh, he's gonna be the most entertaining and he's gonna be a this and he's gonna be a that. 
That's part of it. However, the Republican Party in this country has proven itself, and this is so much, I think, of what goes in and why Trump existed to begin with. The Republican Party in this country, at a state level, at a federal level, at a local level, has proven itself time and time again to be completely untrustworthy and has repeatedly broken its bond with the American people. Whatever you want to say about Trump, the one guy who has never broken his bond with the people who were voters with him from the beginning was Donald Trump. Has he done everything right? No, absolutely not. We've been uber critical of the COVID. We've been very critical of the printing of the money, of the stuff with Fauci. It's all there. Those are all things warranted to look at and say, you messed up on that. But the Donald Trump voter and the Donald Trump movement is about a group of people who see this country being taken away from them at every single turn. Good, decent, law-abiding people. People who love this country, people who have served this country, people who have given their lives to being productive in this country. And they see it every single turn, not only the Democrats trying to take it away from them and being very successful and changing what it means to be American and what American exceptionalism and American idealism is all about, but they see the Republican Party and the leaders in it doing absolutely nothing to stop them. Donald Trump, whether he means it, whether he's genuine, whether he's whatever or not, is at least the last guy out there actually saying it and the last guy out there that seemingly has some fight. Ron DeSantis has no fight. He's been pathetic. I thought he'd be I, much I better. I admit it, you're right. He'd be much better. I thought I he'd be much different. Be I did too, but he's not. And after two months of doing this, unless he's going to take some sort of can of spinach from the Popeye cartoons, he doesn't have it. Tim Scott doesn't have it. So if so if the only guy left out there who's actually saying the things okay, okay. And, and, and is actually delivering the message, then we got to go with that because very soon we're not going to have a country left. Certainly not one that's recognizable to what many people grew up in and many people loved and many people revered. I, I agree with you, Rob, and I know we got to cut to uh, another news update here shortly. But I guess the question that I want to ask you, and you got a little bit mad at me in the last segment, and that's okay because we have fun here. Um, but what makes you think that Donald Trump will do things differently if he's reelected? Has he or does he have the capacity to, quote, learn his lesson? Because the last time and there was one prominent bond he broke that I can think of being the uh, uh, lock her up premise that was a key component to the 2016 campaign and failed to hold Hillary Clinton to account. But that that's neither that's neither here nor there. Ultimately, what makes you think that he will change things? Because he certainly was a profligate spender at uh, an even higher rate, I think, for a one term president compared to Barack Obama at the same point. And he was terrible. So what makes you think that Trump is going to learn his lessons here with the swamp creatures and the spending and the things that weren't great about his administration from a conservative viewpoint? And I, I know the listeners think I'm a secret uh, liberal Democrat here, but no, I, I do believe in conservative government. Okay. All right. Let's <laughs> let's take a break. When we come back, we'll answer that. We've got your voicemails. That's a fair question. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's Kendall and Casey show. Ethan's in for Casey, 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. 
Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just... 317-684-8444. That's the phone number, 317-684-8444. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we take a big risk every day and we turn the show over to you. Uh, we'll get to that voicemail, uh, the voicemails in just a moment. But first, Ethan, before we went to a break, you had asked a question. I think it's a relevant question. Uh, what was the question again? Um, if elected, what makes you think that Trump will have, quote, learned his lesson and behave differently than he did during his first term when it comes to uh, fulfilling promises like, you know, lock her up or, or the, the uh, maintaining a conservative um, spending profile, things of that nature? OK, so to answer that, and there is all sorts of documentation of me saying this in the moment, saying it during Trump was president. The great thing about being me is there's a gajillion examples of me, whatever I tell you on this radio show, and it's easily provable. I did not vote or support Donald Trump because I believed he would be a great president. And I said that at the time, and I said that while he was president, and I've said that after he was president. I voted for Donald Trump because I believed Donald Trump would pull the mask back on what our country is and who it's run by and what it has become. And by that success, by that standard, Donald Trump was an immense success. People, this country and system of governance and the people that are governing us cannot be fixed until we are fully aware and acknowledge who is running our country. Who was the other choices? There was nobody up there that I thought was going to be, oh my gosh, this is going to be the most reliably great conservative other than Rand Paul. Yeah, I was about had, to say Rand Paul. Rand well, Paul was my guy. Well, look, I love Rand Paul, but he had as much <laughs> chance to be president or you as you and I did, and very clearly he was out very early. What's wrong with the eye surgeon? Uh-huh. Well, look, so the point of that is that this country from top to bottom and COVID was the one that I think finally opened people's eyes to what exactly it is and who exactly is making the choices. It is the entire system of governance, the entire layers of governance, the entire people in governance. I'm talking about the decision makers. I'm not talking about rank and file, hardworking people. There are many fine people who go to work for the government each day who want to do well. So if that is still my premise, which it is, I think everybody has seen the government is not getting any better. It is getting markedly worse by the day in terms of size, in terms of scope, in terms of ability to weaponize itself against regular people. Look at what, Ethan, you've got this perplexed look on your face. They have put people on a domestic no, terrorist no, list no, for no, going no, to no, school no, board no, meetings. No, no, I agree with you. I'm just, I'm... Yes, I am desperately struggling to follow along. Help me understand if I have this correct. You are not supporting Trump because you think he would be the best president. I never is that correct. I never I said I did not support him because I thought he would be a phenomenal president. Okay. I was not like this is not going to be Abraham okay. Lincoln. This so, is not going to be so George did, Washington. So did I have that? Did I have that aspect That's, correct? Uh, yes, you I do guess. support him because he is pulling back the mask. Yes, yes. I believe more people and have part of that. That that component was COVID-19, right? I believe more people than ever before are fully aware of who their government is, who's in their government, how they're behaving, how they weaponize the government against regular people 
at all levels. Yes, that's correct. I believe by that account, Donald Trump was an immense success. So now, did they become more aware of it after the 2020 election? Because it wasn't just his election that was lost. Democrats retook control of, of the Senate. So did people learn their lesson after the 2020 elections and now they'll make the correct decision in 2024? Well, again, Ethan, in the states that were lost, there is a repeating trend in these swing states. There were unaccountable changes made to balloting, arbitrary decisions either by secretary of states or by governors, much of it centered around mass mail-in unaccountable balloting. And in those states, predominantly, it was somewhere between 10 and 15,000 votes, many of which votes changed in the middle of the night. So here's a great example. My, my, my good friend, Ben Stein. We all know Ben Stein. We love Ben Stein. Okay. Used to appear on Ben Stein's podcast on a, on a weekly basis. Really great guy. Ben Stein is one of the brightest people, I'm talking IQ-wise, in the entire country. And Ben Stein is never going to be accused of being a radical right-wing Republican. He is about as establishment as you could possibly get. Ben Stein said statistically, to happen what happened in this country on election night, in the middle of the night, statistically is impossible okay it is statistically impossible for it all to happen in all just in these states all at the same time all who had these things in common so you can either accept that people like ben stein who are some of the brightest mathematicians in the entire brightest minds in the entire country who again are as establishment as you come he loves the bushes he loves lindsey graham he loves all these people that trump hates saying statistically that that is the most bizarre thing that may have ever happened in human history and you go well yeah that's totally on the up and up or you can look at this and go wow something really wild happened on election night something really crazy happened on election night and since covid when Americans rolled over and played dead because they were lied to by their government and the abuse of power by their government, I think you have seen many people wake the heck up and say, you know what, people like us, people like me, you were right. And you were right. And so and you think that Trump is the best selection to combat this, despite the fact you do not believe he would make a phenomenal president. There's nothing the Republican Party is has to offer me that I look at and say they will fix it. I've been doing this now. For, I agree there for 2020. What am I? How long have I been voting? I've been voting for 21 years, Ethan. And every single election, it's the exact same thing from the Republican Party. Elect us. We'll fix it. Elect us. We'll get spending under control. Elect us. We'll make government reforms. They got the House of Representatives. What's the first thing they did? They signed off on raising the debt ceiling. And in fact, they said, we don't even want to deal with this for two years. So they gave Biden two years to do whatever he wants. If it doesn't matter, I might as well go with the person that I have a puncher's chance with who at least will fight. He will at least show society what these people are. He's not going to be any better or any worse because the Republicans and Democrats are two sides of the same coin. Kevin, we're going to do this out of order, but this is very important. So uh, where do I have this at? I bust this out every so often because it's arguably the best interview on politics I've ever seen. It's down at 1120. Um, it's one of the best interviews on politics I've ever seen. And it is with Jesse Ventura years ago. It was in 2015. So it was after he'd been governor, but he was thinking about running for president at the time. And he sat down with a guy named Graham Benzinger. And this is just a coincidence. We had this on the template, but I'm so glad we did. Jesse Ventura explains what I'm saying right here better than any person I ever have Go. 
You notice I include them as them. I don't distinguish between the two parties because there is no difference. After you were elected? They're both owned by the same corporate ownership. It does, in other words, if you go to sports, if you bet on both teams in the Super Bowl, you're not going to lose, are you? Well, if you own both candidates, you're not going to lose, are you? Well, and that's why you've said you wish politicians would have to wear NASCAR-type suits with the logos. <laughs> yeah, I wish they'd require right. anyone running for president to wear a NASCAR suit with patches right. dictating who owns them. I mean, it's simple. When you see Jimmy Johnson, what do you see? Lowe's. Right. Then he's got all his other smaller patches around it. Well, if Jesse Ventura runs for president, there won't be a patch on the suit. It'll be clear white. I imagine some of my opponents wouldn't have enough suit to put the patches on. They may have to have a subordinate wear one too, so they could get all the patches on. How much do you fault the candidates for that, and how much do you fault just the, the system? I fault the Democrats and Republicans and the system they've created. You notice I don't even discuss the candidates. Didn't do that when I went for governor either. I run against the parties, because the candidates are nothing but puppets to the party. The parties got the strings. Mm -hmm. They're the puppets. He's right. It yeah. doesn't matter who gets in there. Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, if it had been Rand Paul, it doesn't matter. There's too much money. They just, they, they changed the game. We saw, Ethan, we just saw it happen in this state. We just saw it happen right in front of us in which the money people went to Suzanne Crouch and said, you're picking Greg Pence. Why? Because Suzanne Crouch is a reliable stooge. We all know she sat silently for seven years through all of Holcomb's bullcrap. And we all know what the Pence family is. We all know what Greg Pence is. We all know Greg Pence has no problem screwing over the taxpayers for millions of dollars. Hello, Keel Brothers Oil Company. And the money people went to Suzanne Crouch and said, you are picking Greg Pence. And like a good subservient person that Suzanne Crouch is, she said, okay. You know why that stopped? because of the cavalcade of negative publicity brought on by this radio show. For months, she had lined up, as Jim Merritt laid out for us, hell, people were running, already beginning to run for Greg Pence's seat. That's how well-known it was in Republican circles. Because the, it was going to be the dream team, the donor lobbyist class dream team of Suzanne Crouch and Greg Pence. And this is why they hate us, Ethan. This is why the establishment hates me more than I could ever express. Because they had been plotting that for months. <laughs> and within hours, she sprinted to Brian Howie and said, Greg Pence has been thrown off the bus. I hope I don't hurt anyone as I back it up over him. That's why they hate us. Because we expose their bullcrap. And this is going on all over the place. It doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't matter anymore. It's two sides of the same coin. So at least I'm going to go with the guy that's going to expose as much of it as possible and burn as much of them to the ground in the process. I guess I yearn for, for simpler times uh, when we had a, a sterner, more sensible reason, measured representation. I'm, I'm tired of the sideshow, man. I, I, although it's, I, I suppose it's entertaining, that's not the kind of entertainment I seek from my politics. Uh, this is supposed to be the voicemail segment, so oh, uh, I do want to at least play. No, it's totally my fault, Ethan. You're an innocent <laughs> victim in all this. Uh, here is uh, somebody called about Mike Pence, so uh, let's play a voicemail. Yeah, this might make you happy, Rob. Um, Mark Levin, who I'm a big fan of, and um, 
Anyway, I just saw a video of him on Fox News going over the indictment and the felony charges for Trump. And he, he is really, really ticked off when he's talking. And he brings up Mike Pence. He goes, Mike Pence has turned out to be the little weasel. Quite a weasel, I think he said. But uh, I say that all the time because I'm disappointed in Pence. You know, when he was a senator in Washington, D.C., I thought he wasn't so bad. But then when he became our governor, he didn't do some things that he knew that he should do. And uh, I heard from the news that uh, he was up for a very hard reelection. Then Trump picked him as vice president. And then that's how we got the the piece of crap uh, um, Holcomb, who nobody even knew who he was. And uh, look what he's done to our state. Hard to argue with any of that. Hard to argue with any of that. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, Ethan, I'm going to ask you a very important question. Are you ready? Yes. What the hell is a pansexual? Because somebody mm. very famous has come out and said that's what they are. It's Kendall and Casey Show. Ethan's in for Casey, 93 WIBC. You can run, you can hide, never let it inside. Keep living your life <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> it's the Kendall and Casey Show. 93 WIBC. I'm Rob Kendall. Ethan's in for Casey today. You can hear Ethan Saturday night, 7 to 9. Saturday night on The Circle here on 93 WIBC. All right, Ethan, uh, Kev, you can weigh in on this too because uh, you are the you are the youngest of the, the three amigos here. Uh, what, what, what the hell is a pansexual? Oh, easy. It means he likes to have sex with pants. Cast iron, nonstick, <laughs> copper, you know, like for uh, uh, inductive heating. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure that's what it is, although it may be not as stupid as what I apparently I mean, actually is. I've heard is. of people who are sexually attracted to bridges and fences and trees, so pans are perfectly within uh, the ballpark there. Kev, let's pretend that Ethan may be outside the ballpark of what this hokey definition is. What What is it? Like, what do the kids... Do, do the kids talk about this? Do you have any idea? Uh, I don't <laughs> know anyone like this. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea, to be honest. Okay, well, the reason I ask is Wayne Brady. And look, Wayne Brady was phenomenal on uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? He was on that show for years. He was incredibly funny. Uh, the, what is the show that he hosts? Now, he hosts well, Let's Make a Deal. That's his new, I think he's been there for several years now, but that's his most recent thing of notoriety. And he's been in movies and all sorts of other things. He has come out, he's 51 years old, and he has decided that ah. he is pansexual good for him and somehow now look we can't get the names of anybody who went to epstein's you know island we can't uh get any information on joe biden's engagement with the hunter biden business practices i mean there's a plethora of very relevant information to our society as a collective we can't get but gosh darn it ethan the media and i'm it's all over the place like if you just put wayne <laughs> wayne brady in your google search i mean there's article on top of article about Wayne Brady coming out as a pansexual. Look, love for cookware is cause for celebration, Rob. Uh, they did ask. They said, well, you know, what does this mean? It means he is attracted to persons regardless of their sex or gender, which I thought, and look, I'm sure I'm going to get in big trouble for saying this, but I thought if you were attracted to both sexes, we already had a name for that. Yeah. I thought we called that bisexual. Yeah, because what more is there than men and women? What the, the, there's no there's not a third. Yeah, there, uh, 
As he, th- so you either like both or, or uh, neither or one or the other. According to People Magazine, he describes it as, quote, bisexual with an open mind. I thought that's what being bisexual yeah. was, was you had an open mind. I don't understand anymore, Rob. I'm confused. And again, I'm going to ask the question. <laughs> how the hell does this get article upon article? And how does somebody just not who's interview him go, do you realize how stupid you sound? Do you realize how stupid all of this sounds? If you want to, look, whatever you want to do in your own time, that's up to you. You want to be with men, you're a man, you want to be with men, fine, whatever. You're a man, you want to be with a woman, fine, whatever. You're a man, you want to alternate between man and woman, fine, whatever. But it's not newsworthy, and you're either heterosexual, homosexual, or bisexual. Can you imagine the hubris that is connected with us <laughs> to believe your dingling is so important you need to rush to the nearest podium and tell the world with whom you like to uh, spend your nighttime activities? You're so right. The arrogance <laughs> and self-absorption of these people. I need to tell people how I use my dingling right now. I just... I, I, I don't even I don't even know Ethan. I you know it's like I want I want to be a very caring and understanding person and I want to be able to say look love who you want to love and be with who you want to be with. But it keeps getting thrown in my face and it's not even the sexuality <laughs> at this point that gets thrown in my face. It's bizarre made up names like you have an interpersonal relationship with every who you desire to have that relationship with and you leave your stuff to whoever you want to leave your stuff to and you have contracts with whoever you want to have contracts with but i am not celebrating this ethan i am not throwing a parade for you i'm not condoning having a month for you i'm not saying it's great that you are what you are because i don't care If you're gay, you're gay. If you're straight, you're straight. If you dabble in both, you dabble in both. That is up to you. But I am so, so sick and tired of being made to feel like I am some sort of bad person if I don't run down the street letting off fireworks in celebration of the choices that people make. Right. Uh, We're not going to throw you a parade. The parades were in June, and this is August. All right. It's the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Ethan Hatchers in for Casey. When we come back, Joe Rogan has an epic rant on Biden's lying and his corruption. We've got some really disturbing data about Americans dipping into their 401ks to pay the bills. Bad news for DeSantis. Abdul's going to join us and more. Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Let me talk to you.